Watch this. 450 splash oh. off the top. He landed on his feet. He's quickly he got him. champion and that is the third title reign so this is no sold episode number 14 believe it or not this is we a big one. Is, we did it. Here we are, big 14th episode. People said we wouldn't make it past 10. <laughs> yeah, here we are. I got, I'm joined now today by my very special guests. I got Eel Skipper and Kid Romeo, the first uh... ever short lived <laughs> cruiserweight tag team cruiserweight champion. Tag team champions. Frank, I guess episode. you're Kid Romeo. I guess so. I mean, reason? he was Latino. <laughs> And I'm black, right, so, clearly. Yeah, clearly. So, Ill Skipper here and Kid Prime Romeo. Time, baby, this is my house. <laughs> Man, he, I mean, he had a moment. He's famous from that TNA spot. That, that walk, yeah, that cage. That, yep, it's true. So I'll give him. You know, he had a moment. But uh, yeah, these guys are joining me in honor of our topic this week. We're going to be talking all about cruiserweights, the cruiserweight division. If you're a fan of that you know, that era in wrestling, which it's, it's kind of bled into a lot of people's styles now, but that when it was, when it was hot, people, you know, they ate it up. And, and before really... we move any further, we don't want to forget about our manager. Certainly not a cruiserweight Shelton Benjamin's mom, mama Benjamin here. Wow. Damn. I, that's one you mama said you couldn't Benjamin. think of anymore. Mama <laughs> Benjamin. Damn, that just brought back a memory. You got it. Mama Benjamin or Mama Bagwell, Judy Bagwell. Judy Bagwell, 100%. Yeah. Judy Bagwell. Did Mama Benjamin ever sit on top of a crane for Mama Forklift, Benjamin? Forklift or whatever. Match? Yeah, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, last week we talked about talent that should have never been world champion and talent that should have been champion. We, we talked it. all about. What's it was that? more so, yeah, guys that more so guys that we should have been. Yeah. You would think that, but there's a lot of <laughs> uh, I heard a lot of feedback about us burying guys that were that were champion and then which came towards the tail. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Who did we boom. bury. Did you ever hear of Kevin Owens? Oh God, oh. <laughs> I'm not a cruiserweight. <laughs> we're moving on. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're not. So so that was last week. But we did have great feedback through, especially through the gram, through Instagram. That continues to be the best way to engage with us. You can follow us at no sold underscore podcast. Also, obviously, on YouTube, which please subscribe, like, continue to comment. Thanks to whoever's listening in Belgium and Singapore, by the way, because the Singapore, analytics home of the taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan. Boom. Yeah. Well, there you go. But uh, we've been getting our analytics have shown that we're getting a lot of streams from Belgium and Singapore. <laughs> I don't know awesome. why, yeah. but I love it. So whoever's listening, we appreciate that. We appreciate you. What so uh, on- language is spoken in Belgium? Uh, that would we be like that? either sweet. Like, is it sweet? No. Swedish? Sweet. Don't don't you go. Sweet. Don't you just go <laughs> Yo, saying sweet. stuff. <laughs> you just say sweet. I was gonna say Swedish, but I mean, Swedish is that a variant of Dutch, French, Swedish? German? Apparently. I was, it was, it was gonna be German or or Swedish Dutch, or, or Dutch, yeah, yeah so Dutch, know. Dutch. We'll go with Dutch, but 
Anyway, we had uh, some interesting comments from a few usual suspects on our last week's episode. Zern was creating an alternate universe in the comments. <laughs> that it was actually interesting. Real it quick, asked, in damn, in yeah. to our to our listeners in Belgium, bedankt. <laughs> there it is. I hope you said it right. I know, but uh, I, did, I am a fan. But I tried. <laughs> it's thank yes. you. Thank you. So Zern was creating an alternate universe that asked if everything like truly merged when Vince bought WWF in 83. I believe if like he explained it really well to me, but I'm an idiot trying to deliver the message. He was saying Mm -hmm. how many guys would have missed out on being champion or how many guys got reigns that because Vince didn't like absorb every territory. He was trying to basically. Yeah, he was trying to show that. I'm sure I'm sure he was trying to demean Sting in some way. (laughs) <laughs> no if anything it actually demeaned flair because flair had like it demeaned re- sting as well though it demeaned, right. sting. On, it demeaned, it demeaned both of them it did was he flair right in for- uh zern's top 10 uh, no he was not i don't believe he was Sheesh, the flair I don't, disrespect well for, zern actually gave a top 17 so if, <laughs> i mean it, it wasn't just it wasn't just a top 10 it was a top 17 and i actually had the list here and rick flair i am sorry mike i apologize rick flair comes in at number six. Oh wow okay five i can't count five all right excellent yeah. thank you zern so zern is very much on the, the flair. <laughs> yeah there you go so um, he also suggested Dustin Rhodes is a guy that should have won the world title. Mm. I don't know if I agree. But that's not if I know. I don't know if I know a moment that I like gold dust. I, I mean, I, I well, think that is Dustin, Dustin Rhodes. Rhodes. Boy. <laughs> I'm saying like that. Well, dude, Mike is a huge fan of like that natural Dustin Rhodes WCW 93. <laughs> yeah, I am he literally. Too. He sent me something the other day. Do you guys remember Nasty Dusty? Yeah, he sends us all the same things. Frank, do you remember Nasty Dusty? I don't remember Nasty Dusty. Nasty Boys and Dusty Rhodes teamed up with the natural Dusty Rhodes in a War Games match. Dusty wore the Nasty Boys like against the stud stable. It's just so brutal. I then that started me down like a kind of a hole. Because, like, mm-hmm. I obviously watched that because I watched everything, but I do not remember that, like, at all. It was an alternate universe. And Dusty Rhodes goes to – it's the Mandela effect. Mike and I figured it yeah. out. Yeah, for sure. Dusty Rhodes goes to this bar in Nastyville <laughs> to, like, recruit the – you guys got to look this up, man. Um, so he goes to the random. bar – and he walks in and like, you know, he drives up in his pickup truck and they're like clowning his clothes and like he's dressed like a cowboy and stuff. And Sags is like arm wrestling somebody and then he recruits them. It's hilarious. It's so random, bro. It's like, like yeah, you said, no, the Mandela. No. You don't know. It's a dream, bro. Nasty dream. That's what we, yeah, that's what we were calling it. So <clears throat> that was Mike's chiming in. And then we had another usual suspect. Thank you all the people that comment. But um, usual suspect, he he took offense to me mentioning Will Ospreay as a gymnast, not a wrestler. <laughs> he he went as far as to call me a tool. Whoa. I, so I hit I hit Stop a nerve. Stop acting like one, bro. Stop acting like one. Whoa. Listen, bro. I've always found that anyone that uses we're not the name term, calling here on No Sold. I didn't think so, but I called Jeff on all the names. In fairness, <laughs> yo, but like honestly, goof. Um, you call me goof. You call me clown. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Call me Grump. Grump. I grump. actually don't stop being like such a grump. The tool thing, I found like anybody that uses that term is usually <laughs> a tool. It's like it's just the way it's been. It's such a lame oh, insult. Man. So I think for that listener that you can do better than that. Call me, give me something better. I don't want to be a tool. But they they also mentioned Frank, you're now their sole representer on this show, their representative. Because apparently Duke and I are, we're not putting we're not putting AEW and New Japan over enough, I guess, for this Somebody's guy. Somebody's gotta so, do it. So and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I, <laughs> you I are? see the I see the comments. I'll represent the people. We can keep the show moving. I well, certainly yo. cannot represent the people because I don't fucking get a lot of this stuff. <laughs> well, Duke, you, me, and Frank. Well, actually, yeah, you, me, and Frank all got buried. We all got called. Um, I don't know what the term was on this one, but we were all buried because we didn't include the IWGP as a world title. Yeah. And I did ask at the top of the episode, I actually asked you guys, I, I, like I quickly ran through it and no one ever came back around to the, to the uh, conversation. But my, my opinion is this, anyone has been able to go over and win the IWGP title, like guys like Scott Norton, you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? But they have not been able to do it in the States. So I would say all respect to Scott Norton and guys over there, you're a force, but you're just a bland guy over here who opens the show. So you go to Japan and the mediocre guys shine and get that title. Is it a world title? And that's also no disrespect to Anoki, Muda, Vader, all those guys. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. What are we what are we saying here? Is it IWGP? Did we miss out? Did we fuck we up? talked about it? It's stuff that, you know, that's relevant to us. Like, yeah, you know, when we were kids, we weren't watching fucking New Japan. Like, yeah, so you can you can act like we talked about this before. When we were making our top tens, are we going to keep it real or are we going to try? Are we going to try to be cool? Mm-hmm. Are we going to put Tiger Mask in our top ten? Mm-hmm. You know, right. like we kept it real, and like we keep it real as far as like world champions. Scott mm-hmm. Norton, world champion. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Like stop. No, no. Like, Frank would have never had. You you haven't been following the IWGP title for twenty years. If that's you say you are, you're full yeah, of shit. Exactly. Like, it's that's that like that's the thing. It's like I don't. No, I didn't follow that lineage and go like, damn, Hulk yeah. Hogan's the champ. But fucking right now in New Japan, it's <laughs> exactly it's Ricky whoever. Choshu. Yeah, yeah exactly. like whoever yeah. it is, you know. You know right. So like, and it's no offense to New Japan because I fucking no, yeah, like sure. me and Duke probably like New do. Japan way more than yeah. John Boy here, and it's but, but still, even it's just not no, but like right. in the nineties, John Boy watched that shit with yeah. him. Oh, yeah, I was all in on that. Stands, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, like that shit was cool. Like it's not. Yeah, bro. It's def- I, I like the New most Japan, important like... over there. Yeah, it's definitely the most important title over there. For mm-hmm. sure. It's very cool. It's legendary in its own way. Yeah. Just... But listen, just we weren't like... counting fucking AWA's title. Exactly. You know what I mean? We weren't yeah. counting a yeah. lot of territories yeah. in the States title as well. So or anything in Mexico we didn't acknowledge. And like you know... who has been world champion in IWGP that we didn't recognize? Because they've all been world champion here. Kenny Omega's been AEW world champion. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I guess like guys like, like AJ Styles has been world champion. You, you said yeah. Nakamura never won the WWE title, right? Or the Universal. I think he was he at didn't. IWG. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he would be one. I mean, I don't know if you want to get into the guys like Tanahashi and all those guys, but you I know, love Tanahashi. Abushi. I, love, I mean, I love Okada, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but no, sure. it's not. Yeah. I love both of those guys too, by the way. I'm allowed this to like is, New Japan guys. It's. Yeah, I don't know. I think Bob Sapp was the IWGP champion. Bob Sapp, can't forget him. 
Last Listen, so, but we also can't just discredit the bell by saying Bob Sapp is when WWE no, no, no. great colleague. You know what I mean? So it's sort of <laughs> yes. like, yeah, we it's it's important. It's just it's, it didn't fucking hit yeah. our criteria. It's not AWA yeah, it's just ECW. not a we didn't, you know. I mean, I have been watching New Japan for 20 years, but like most people didn't, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Look, bro, if you're a, like a extreme New Japan fan and like you you spend your time watching that, I'm not going to like hate on that. I'm really not. If that's how you want to spend your time, do it. Mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily follow it current day and I just, you know, we didn't have that in our criteria. I'm sorry. So if you want to make a list, go New ahead. New Japan's actually worse than it's ever been too cuz it's very americanized now cuz fucking Ghetto loves American wrestling and he's booking it with interference and chair uh, shots and bullshit now so oof. so they unified that if you want to talk way, about right? japanese Frank? wrestling i can school anybody about it yeah you know they did if we, yeah if we're doing cool guy shit right they just cool announced a new belt today actually or maybe last night or whenever it's like a television title television title yeah i don't know if you I see like how that. it looks i know you're a belt yeah. guy belt no i don't yeah. know if i'm in love with that belt design i didn't think it looked but... that bad call me crazy yeah, i don't hate it but i don't like it didn't excite it me, didn't jump know? out yeah. their belts yeah, are no. usually cool i don't yeah, like it's, that it's interesting new, that new iwgp title though yeah they ruined it they yeah, took they two did. cool ass belts yep. they took it into one yep. lame belt that's like the divas butterfly yep. belt yeah no that's a good that's a good that point form. though Jesus. like that's a good point like we were trying to keep it real we kept it real up to up to this point with you on all these episodes like dude frank would have not had kevin nash in his top 10 if he was trying to play cool exactly. guy. like you know yeah. what i'm saying i want, want, just... want kejimudo in there or right right yeah Sasuke, you know what i mean whoever the fuck is exactly. muda was in in zern's <laughs> top 10 but that is legitimate because he's yeah fucking <laughs> yeah, it's legit I just saw him Saturday. He had his Muda shirt on. (laughs) I love it, man. I love it. I love you, Mike. So is there anything else about last week that you guys want to touch on? I just, I wanted to point out, I buried a lot of the current day stuff. Like I said, the tail end, we all kind of buried a lot of the tail end stuff. I did forget about my boy, Ambrose, AKA Moxley. He won the title in 2016 and they did it in a kind of a cool way. Like that was when they did the brand split again, because we talked about like everybody under the sun, but we didn't talk about Ambrose, AKA Moxley. Well, we were talking about, <clears throat> people that haven't won the world title he won the world title we were also talking about guys you know that won the title that didn't deserve it and i know like we yeah i'm sure we have love you know, for mox well no but I at the time anybody you guys here were not, you guys were not fans <clears throat> no at the time i yeah i couldn't stand them no you know? dean right. ambrose sucked yeah. john moxley's <laughs> cool but wait is john moxley cool currently right now since he lost <laughs> to nick nick gage this is my problem with the internet. Oh, did he really? You guys want me to watch YouTube yeah. and you want me to stay wow. up on my current wrestling. In in 1993, I would have never known if like Hulk Hogan lost to some jabron. Like, I don't want to know that John Moxley lost to Nick Gage. I really. didn't know that happened. And I'm I don't think cheats. Tony Khan wanted him to do that, by the way. Like, it was supposedly a match he didn't want him to have. Anyway, I just don't think it's wow. a good look for your champion yeah. to be losing to that guy. Um. Sorry. Listen, man. Gotta you rob a bank. You got to put the territory over. You get to Moxley. <laughs> yeah, that's Frank. That's your logic, Frank? Put the territory over? Hey, that's how it works. I mean, that's pro wrestling, right? Yeah, but bro, in Stone, would Stone Cold Steve Austin go lose to, you know, um, I don't know who was Zandig and CZW in uh, <laughs> 1998? Would he go and lose as the WWF champion? Like, that's fucking crazy to me, man. Like, Moxley should not be doing that. I think it's a bad look. 
Hey, they put that belt on him. You know, he was going to have to lose it at some point. Let's talk about this week. We got some interesting, interesting ideas for topics that we've been floating around. But this one, we all kind of just kind of came out of left field because we were we were kind of on like a an Eddie Guerrero kick. It was his birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Eddie G. Um, but we were talking about cruiserweights and like maybe doing a whole show on cruiserweights. And is it possible? Can we give them love? We didn't spend much time talking about tag teams at first. Women's wrestling. We we did do a show on tag team wrestling. Now we're going to talk about cruiserweights. Easily the most exciting part of some of those Monday nights back in the day. All three of us can attest to that because we watched them in living color, right? Mm-hmm. Um, fast, high risk, and always like the workhorses of the show for the most part, right? Like the main eventers were a little bit more slow. But they were the backbone of the, the WCW, you know, the Monday Night Wars, I think, in general. But EZE does deserve some credit, mm-hmm. I think. Eric Bischoff for featuring some of these talents. Like, I know he gets buried nowadays for some stuff, but I think he deserves some credit. Uh, what do you guys think of first when I say cruiserweight or WCW cruiserweights or the cruiserweight division? Like, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Well, I think of just that, the WCW cruiserweight division specifically. When I, when I hear cruiserweight, I go there, takes me to my youth, seeing all those guys for the first time, all those legendary dudes who we'll get into, you know, um, Eric, you said Eric Bischoff deserves a lot of credit. I mean, he did, does deserve credit, put them on TV. But Paul Lee was putting these guys on his shows in the yeah. States. You know, a lot of those guys, not all of them, but a lot of those guys who became those big names of WCW's Cruiserweight division on first. So credit to Paul Lee as well, you know, having that foresight. I think that's why he's great to, for the business. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I know I think of that time, and I think it was the best time. Some of my favorite wrestlers of all time came from that period. This was the first time I'm really getting into a lot of guys who, I, you know, would become top fivers for me. Um, and it was it was fun. It's usually the best, the most fun stuff if you just wanted wrestling matches on a lot of these WCW shows in the yeah. mid to late 90s especially. But um yeah no that's why that's I think of WCW's time the best WWF tried you know but it always felt like they didn't quite they didn't care quite as much as WCW it felt like WCW cared whether they did or not is another thing but it didn't look right in a WWE ring WWF yeah, it ring felt weird or whatever that means yeah Duke what do you think about when I say cruiserweight I mean lots of stuff like the best time. I agree was like those nitro years. Like Frank said, that's like the, the height of cruiserweight wrestling. But I mean, when you talk about cruiserweight wrestling, like, and like the Genesis of it in the United States, like I think of the one, two, three kid and Jerry Lynn, like, cause they were doing, I mean, they were doing this stuff in 1991 the WCW cruiserweight division, I don't I don't think was developed until like 1993. Roughly. So it was actually it was uh 1996 was the cruiserweight title, but it was 1991 they actually had a tournament to crown oh, well, the WCW light heavyweight. They had title. The, yes, they had the light heavyweight title. And previously, right. like in the 80s, they had the junior heavyweight title. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. as far as um you know, true cruiserweight wrestling when you saw these guys and they were like um, smaller than everybody else. Um, I I think of like my first 
memories are like Jerry Lynn and the one, two, three kid. Yeah. Like, okay. And now did you see I, those live on ESPN? Oh yeah. Yeah. You did, right? You yep. Wow. It's cool. Yep. Global wrestling federation. It's really, and cool. like one, two, three kid is like, he's so little, like it, it's crazy. Like, and he's a great heel. He's very unlikable. Even back mm -hmm. then, like so um, funny, right? How he was yeah. not and then, that like, way. <clears throat> after that, like in 93, like, um, Brian Pillman, um, as the light heavyweight champion, like Brad mm -hmm. Armstrong, like, uh, yeah. Scotty Flamingo, Raven. Like, yeah, they were the only early uh, and Jushin Liger. Those were the yeah, only Thunder Liger, yep. they were the only light heavyweight champions in WCW, um, which then eventually turned into the cruiserweight title. But yeah, and it's, it's funny. cool. And like they really paved the way, man, like for these smaller guys to mm -hmm. be like, oh, shit, I can do this. You know, like yeah. when I met X-Pac, like I told him, I was like, I really don't think you get enough credit for like being a pioneer you know like yeah dynamite kid even too like you know right and like him and tiger mask like having bangers like you mm -hmm. know and doing this incredible shit that you never saw before you know like that's mm -hmm. another thing i think of with cruiserweight wrestling like creativity like revolutionary shit mm -hmm. th that you've never seen before you know yeah well yeah, yeah I think I the cruiserweights were always the Sorry. people you could show like non-wrestling fans yep. you know it's like and right, it would be yeah, maybe you're not oh, into man, this yeah, shit this but cool, check out you know? these guys yeah, yeah you know they're gonna do something crazy especially like ray ray days when he was like new to everybody now everybody knows ray mysterio but when he was this young kid it was like you gotta see this yep. fucking guy yeah no it's amazing when you think about like some of these guys you're talking about back in the day doing some of these moves that have become the backbone of almost you know a high percentage of wrestlers now their style is mm -hmm. sort of based in that cruiserweight if you want to call it lucha libre if you want to call it light heavyweight whatever but duke really quick what's funny is so a, a tournament was held in 1991 i mentioned in wcw to crown the first ever light heavyweight champion brian pillman won last defeating richard morton oh yep that's funny. Yep. which which was a heel ricky morton who yeah. had, he'd aligned himself with terry that taylor shows Mr. How you know, depleted that division was, you know, there weren't a lot yeah. of like Brad Not Armstrong existent. who no disrespect to Brad Armstrong. Like he was a great hand, but like he never did anything in the NWA, you know, yeah. he was always like a job guy. And this finally gave him a chance to like shine, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And then, so like I said, it's a cruiserweight title, 1996 and WCW we're talking here. So it was Otani defeating wild pegasus in a tournament mm. final to determine the first ever wcw cruiserweight champion officially and um was that, that was a new japan, japan pro wrestling okay. event yeah that and was otani an wins right otani and yeah. otani did win yeah, yes yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and that was on march 20th of 96 but malenko's like the first official wcw champion crowned on their television okay. so that's where kind of the if you want to start with a so did Genesis Malenko here. beat Otani or did yeah, he just exactly. show up with the title? He beat you know, Otani. He, he beat was him. that on WCW television? Yeah, it was like um paper. I think it was worldwide. It was okay. worldwide. Okay. Yeah. So it was worldwide, and that was your. So this is like the genesis of let's just call it the American cruiserweight division. And we could even definitely like to Frank's point talking mm -hmm. about paul Heyman, like giving these guys opportunities like 
Wild Pegasus is Chris Benoit, in case you yeah. guys didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Benoit yeah. was wrestling in ECW in, like, 94. Mm-hmm. So, like, he really did give a lot of these guys, you know, their first kind of shot in the States. Well, I yeah, I fully intended on touching on Paul Heyman's, um, I guess, like, it was maybe Benoit who started suggesting people to WCW from guys he had worked with in ECW under Paul Lee. Like he, he's the one that sort of started recruiting or at least helping guys. Malenko was there for sure at that same time. Right. Right. Yeah. We'll get to that. That's definitely interesting. But for the Genesis of like the cruiserweights and the WW in, I'm sorry, in WCW and in America, I guess for like, for fans that started to become familiar with cruiserweights, it was around that time, would you say, right? Like when the WCW introduced the cruiserweight oh, yeah. type title. That is the time for cruiserweights mm-hmm. in wrestling. 1996. Sure. Yeah, okay. So like, like, so like we said. These guys yeah. had matches and like they had, you know, like you said, WCW had that little division and stuff. But like this was like they loaded this division and they stacked it with talent from all over the world. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some of this talent. I'm going to throw a couple of names at you, but I'm going to start with one of the most important ones because this guy wasn't even on the roster officially, but he was part of an agreement from New Japan, and that's Jushin Thunder Liger. So obviously his debut match, his match with Brian Pillman as the debut Nitro match has yep. been covered a lot by people, but um, it was a banger. Like Mm -hmm. it was, if that's an introduction for people, watch that one to start. If you want to learn about cruiserweights, but he made sporadic appearances here and there, but Liger, he certainly should get some credit and some love. Absolutely. For being was that John boy? 95. Yeah. Yeah. 95. The first, the first nitro. nitro, Yep. Yeah. So the title wasn't even established yet. Mm -hmm. The cruiserweight title, but yeah, that was 95. Yep. Um, Duke or Frank and Duke. So, do you guys, because we all saw, I mean, we saw Liger, I saw him wrestle maybe less than 10 years ago. Like he, you know, we've seen I, him through I our whole lives. A few years ago, yeah. I saw him wrestle a few years ago, a New Japan show in Long Beach. Come back, caught him on the side of the head, picking him up right now. Big time power bomb. Boy, it was. Liger bomb. All right. three, America, a timeless legend, right? So do you feel like um, his stuff with Pillman is, uh, it holds up today? Yeah, I definitely think it's it's cool. It does hold up today. But like right before that, he was doing like New Japan or Super J Cup stuff, you know, that was like so mm-hmm. legendary with so many guys who would come into the list. So like that stuff with Pillman does hold up just for like American television. But I already think he was smashing it before that. You know, this is oh, all yeah. stuff that like, I looked at before, but he was already, you know, matches with Hayabusa, matches with Benoit. You know what I mean? Like all these fucking... Mm-hmm great guys that they just had in these tournaments over there in Japan. But um, it he was synonymous with wild Pegasus and those guys, right? Yep. Like they, oh, yeah. I remember they were just synonymous. He was the dude. Yeah. He was the dude over there. And then, um, yeah, like those matches with Pillman here in the States, it was definitely something for the audience here, you know, never saw a guy like quite like him. Um, Brian Pillman also holding his own and showing like kind of opening you know, American fans' eyes to that kind of game as well at the time, it was, along with Liger. I think that stuff definitely holds up. It's still fun to watch, you know. But I think Liger, you could find stuff going way back with him that's even more sick. Yeah. Duke, um, do you have any thoughts on, on Liger or Pillman since we're going to talk about, you know, that match, that first match on Nitro? 
I don't have two hours to give you my love for Brian Pillman, but mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, those dudes, they definitely, I mean, that the first ever match on Nitro, like that's a big deal, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they had great chemistry. They actually were tag team partners too. And they were good together. They were good against each other. I mean, both dudes are legends. I think a lot about what Brian Pillman would have been. Yeah, if he we talk about away, but we talk about Liger only recently retired, like a couple yep. of years ago. Finally, yep, yep. Well, if you guys get a chance, there's also so Liger versus Mysterio, Starcade '96. That's a banger. You want to watch it? That's a Liger match for sure. If you want to, like, we can get in in and out of some of these guys, but I did want to bring up, and we're gonna you bounce around a little bit because I mentioned Benoit's recommendations. Um, so he had a recommendation for this guy, Psychosis, that was a part of ECW. Um, he came in, like I said, as Benoit's recommendation, along with Conan, because Conan knew of him. Yeah. But um, he's like one of the first guys I think of for some reason when I think about the cruiserweights, because I guess his, like, first of all, that guillotine leg drop was epic. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't forget that. But um, he had such, like, you know, like the mask and like his appearance yeah. was so no, grand. Yeah, super unique. love psychosis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. super so, unique look, super unique mask too. Like, cause you know the ma- mask is tough to get your mask over. Cause if mm-hmm. you have a cornball fucking exactly, mask, it's over. It doesn't matter, you know. And psychosis mask, maybe on, on anybody else wouldn't look quite as cool, but he had all the hair and you know it just added to him. And he was kind of a big guy for a cruiserweight too. If you think about, yes, all yes exactly. His, all his contemporaries were like much smaller. He was more lanky. I, I I always think of the psychosis too, like just like you, John, like pretty quick, oh, cool. but because he was always the guy. It was Ray Mysterio and Psychosis, Psychosis and fucking Billy Kidman or Hooventude. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. all these guys, mm-hmm. and there was it was all part of like that, like Duke mentioned, the golden era of like these WCW cruiserweights and psychosis. And I think he gets he doesn't get the respect, you know, because everybody else is all time fucking great mm-hmm. all worlders you know what i mean so it's like it's sort of psychosis gets lost in the mix just a bit but i love psychosis mm-hmm. it's crazy because he was so young stereo in oh. ecw yeah mm-hmm. i mean for wcw yeah. yo twice as good in mm-hmm. ecw as they ever were in wcw those mm-hmm. matches that was like the first time i saw both of those guys mm-hmm. i Me think too. they were on a tape on a vhs called, tape yeah I think they called him like a Mexican death match, maybe or something. Yeah, maybe, the one, yeah. but it was an ECW. Yeah. Yeah. It was phenomenal. If you guys yeah. haven't seen that, look that up, man. It's cool to see that ECW stuff too, because of the crowd, even for them who were like a smarter crowd, it was yep. still like mind blowing for them to see. That yep. Psychosis going up top once again. Mysterio is playing possum. Psychosis moonsaults the chair. Really quick on Psychosis, I know he had a cool little feud with Ultimo Dragon that you guys mm-hmm. might want to go back and check out. And a, wa- a match I watched leading into this week, because I, you know, I picked and choose. I want to watch a, a match here and there. And I watched Psychosis versus La Parca at Spring Stampede 98. And dude, it's so good. Like, it's mm-hmm. different than now, because I call some of this shit spotty now. But I swear to God, like, they were still... Like getting these crowds emotionally invested. Did you, do you know I what I'm saying? I don't know, bro. You know, like, because I watched a lot of this shit too, especially recently. And it's just like, it seems spotty to me. It feels like we forgive them, though, you know, and like, and I love that stuff. You know, I'm not criticizing them at all, 
Maybe it was the crowds then. I just yeah. felt like the crowds were reacting. Because I watch it and I'm like, look at this choreographed dance, you know. But we love them fucking guys. That's, right? so we don't I have think that is the thing. You like the guys doing yeah, exactly, it, you know. Exactly. And it it doesn't look as like they're ducking before they're throwing the clothesline. Yes, line, thank like, you. That's, thank you. Yes. That is different. Like, so I I don't. They're not remembering as many moments for sure, but like. When you're ducking before I'm like going for my clothesline, like that's a problem. When you it's and it's also a lot of the same spots now. Like the guy gets thrown in the corner, he jumps over the corner, he hits the enziguri, he comes back in, he catches them. Like it's just it's all yeah, the same yeah. stuff. I just saw I that in my you know? head as you said. Right, it, exactly. We all because we see it every week on to, Monday. The Tope you know? Suicido, like, like when I yeah. saw say psychosis or you know some super crazy or whoever doing these like the crowd reacted so maybe it's to what do they call it desensitization desensitized mm-hmm. yeah maybe yeah because i because i would argue that ray mysterio and psychosis they did the same match every fucking time yeah you know what i mean they just mm-hmm. you know they had moments where they spiced it up and they're like and i and i have a i have one on my list ray mysterio and psychosis at bash at the beach in 96 mm-hmm. you know and it's sort mm-hmm. of like a banger match but is it so different than what they technically did in those ECW matches? It's like I don't know, maybe not. Right, it's just like right. it's just the feel of the play. Everything just changes about it. Like the venue, was Flair and Steamboat telling a different story every time. Yeah, though, yeah, you know that's that's my point, kind of. You know what I mean? That it's like the yeah, a lot, of these guys, a, a lot of these guys have like their routines, and I feel like we get caught up. I think yeah, sure, everybody wrestling. has spots. That's part of the thing. Like you have your move set and stuff like that. I just think that I think for sure. And like speaking objectively, I, I, I don't like, I just think that wrestling is more like, um, rehearsed. Yeah. Like it's, everything is very like, it doesn't look as, um, I don't know. Like I said, they're throwing a clothesline and they're ducking before it's yeah. even coming. And like, you know, you're super kicking me and I'm slapping my leg to make it. You know what I'm saying? I think just I'm glad you said that. Yeah, because that's the best way I was trying to think of it, too, is like the ducking before you're clotheslining him or like you're thinking six spots ahead. But you're showing me you're thinking six spots ahead. Like mm-hmm. if they did it back then. They did it. They did a better job of concealing it. And I know what you're saying, Frank. It did look like a dance routine. Some of these matches I was watching this week. For so sure. like I know I'm I'm a hater for Will Osprey or whatever. I'm not going to try to be a hypocrite, but I guess it's all I could say to you is I was a 14 or 15 year old kid or 13, and to me it was fascinating. Uh, as a older guy now, like I see through some of it. So. Who knows? And maybe, maybe I just like we at... said before, maybe we've just seen it all at this point, you know? Mm-hmm. But right. I mean, I but... still, I enjoy the Lucha Brothers. I enjoy, you know, Kenny Omega. I enjoy the young this bucks. stuff still. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I just... got buried for saying that I like the Young Bucks, but I don't like Will Ospreay. And I'm going to defend that because I think the Young Bucks are infinitely better at telling stories and like getting you a little bit more involved in this in the match than... You know, not to make it all about Will Ospreay, but I don't know. I think that's a different conversation. I think the Young Bucks are infinitely better. But I definitely think the Young Bucks infinitely. are storytellers at this point in yes. their career. So I touched on Psychosis, and I did say he had a cool little feud with Ultimo Dragon. Can we talk real quick about Ultimo Dragon? Like you said, oh, Frank, yeah. the ultimate dragon for a minute. The ultimate right? dragon. Um, his mid-90s WCW period. It's like, I think, I don't know. He had a, an injury that started to take a toll on him shortly after like i don't think he got 
the run that they were hoping for maybe, but he had a little bit of a cup of coffee there in WCW. What did you think? Uh, another one with the mask, like it could be corny to some people, but I thought it was super that, cool. To me, that's the greatest mask of all that's time. That's so I, cool, dude. Yeah, I think it's the greatest mask of all time. And right it was now, so in my like car, unique. Yeah, in my car, my gear shifter is an Ultimo Dragon mask no, right I, now. Yeah, did I you have that when I was out there? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. Just, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. You probably I was in your car in LA. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah but uh, yeah, so like that's I think awesome. the mask, I think so for like when I think of like a luchador or like any kind of like mask wrestling star, Ultimo Dragons is the mask that first pops up into my head. I have some, several masks of them. One that's like super good quality, you know, mask and a uh, because people argue Jushin Liger, but his is too cartoonish, too mm. Power Ranger, Power Ranger right. for me, you know. Where Ultimate yeah. Dragons, I just think it's the coolest fucking mask, and I think his presentation was good. Amazing wrestler, super crispy in there, like in his day, you know, and like in so many classic matches that you can name with like anybody, you know, him and Malenko even having mm-hmm. like great matchups. Ultimate Dragon to me was one of the biggest um, letdowns when he finally debuted in WWE. You know, and it was like I was. He's a little like, older, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. It was a little. It was a little past it. It was that was the end of his. They've days, proven you know? they don't know what to do with Japanese mm-hmm. wrestlers. But what a cool, no, dude. What a cool. Yeah, and he was dude. a Everything hybrid. He did was good. Yeah, he was a hybrid though, because he spent time in like CMLL in Mexico mm-hmm. and in Japan, so that like he had a little bit of. And apparently, by his account, anyway, he's the last student trained by Bruce Lee. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> Pro wrestlers tell is. stories, but I don't know, dude. Your, what are your thoughts on Ultimo Dragon? You, you you probably know of his stuff from like against against Liger in the Tokyo Dome and in the early nineties and shit like that, right? Were you watching Ultimo Dragon before WCW, or was that your introduction? I don't know if I saw. I mean, great Sasuke. I'm sure those guys I did who used because to be, he, he used to have those can, tapes. Yeah, he competed in the J Cup, so I'm sure I did see him. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, he showed up in WCW with nine belts. Like, yeah. <laughs> what else you got to right. know? You, you yeah. got me thinking about my all-time favorite luchador mask, Frank, and I don't know what mine would be. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's, Ultimate who's, in, the running? who's in the running, though? Who do you think is in the running of masks? For me, I mean, I love La Parca. Yeah, that's that's my number two. Like, if it's not yeah. dragon, and I, I like I just like those classic masks too. You know, just like the classic yeah. luchador yeah, yeah, yeah. masks. Yeah. Um, but now, nah, man, that that there was just so much talent in that division, and they they all worked great together. You know, yeah. like yeah, like the dragon was awesome, man. Did you, so did you like how Ultimo Dragon's mask like kind of that was I did like shoulders. that because it was different. Yeah. You know, yeah. The only yeah, thing that's trying the to recreate that in the video games back in the day because you didn't have a lot of <laughs> options. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't do it. And, and it looked yeah. like a fucking dragon, you know. It looked like a dragon. Yeah, so it like it, it was cool. And mm-hmm. name another cruiserweight that has a, a move named after him. Yeah. The Asai Moonsault. Jericho, yeah, that's sick. Yoshihiro Asai is his real name. So you guys don't rank Mysterio's mask as one of the your favorites just because oh, you've I mean, seen it so long, that, or because yeah, I think it's, it's great. No, mine's exactly. In, that's a yeah. It's like me. if I had to rank them, it'd be on the list. It's just yeah. I've seen a million of those masks. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen it my mm-hmm. entire life. It's like the it's the mask when if a lucha libre to me nowadays. You know what I mean? So I do love Underrated. Liger's mask too, and I I'm older than you, Frank. So I think more like um 
like Ultraman, yeah, yeah, Transor yeah, sure. Z type like shit mm-hmm. with his mask. So, which is the real inspiration, I think, right? Like, I think um, a low key underrated one, Duke, you'll appreciate uh, No Maskers. It's kind of topical in our world, but uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think he had a cool mask. It was like, it was kind of like simple. Scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was That's simple. what I'm saying. I like that simple like Luchador Sato, mask. Mil- yeah, Masker, exactly. Yeah, yeah, same as Sato. Yeah. But yeah, when you get into La Parca and that kind of stuff, it got a little more, like more intricate. Yeah, I like a little let's, more crazy to the mask. Yeah, you know, but, yeah. but I could appreciate it. Let's, let's talk about La Parca real quick. That He became, you know, the chairman and all that. And that's how we come to know him besides his... Still you know, wrestling today, by the way. No, crazy. Well, is it the La Parca, right? Yeah. Because I want to ask you guys. La from WCW is still wrestling. L.A. Park. Yeah. Yeah, he's L.A. Park now. The other guy, right. Parker, unfortunately passed That's away. Way, yeah. Okay, because I know Although there was Frank a... and I, if we're being straight up, we 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 sighed a breath of relief when we heard of <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. La Parker's passing and found out that it wasn't it our was, La Parker. Yeah, exactly, it wasn't our. Still mm-hmm. put no disrespect. Still, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Still show R. love R. to La Parker. Yeah. He's a legend as well, yep. but he wasn't our La Parker. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, well, LaParka, um, I feel like some people now only know him because of that time DDP played him on like on Nitro. Remember when Super Diamond cool. Dallas Page? Yep. It was an awesome angle. Like, yeah, it was so awesome. cool. Yeah. I love that. But um, he did have great matches against Hoovy and Psychosis, which I mentioned, which I watched this week. Uh, I feel like, once again, size, like, yeah. it's such a weird thing because, and I want to ask you guys this because I meant to ask you at the top of this, like, it's funny that was it ever meant to be a cutoff weight? Like, you know, how there was 205 live and all that crap. It like, was, it was 230 15. pounds, wasn't it? 30. Oh, was it 215? I was going to ask you. I don't, I thought it was maybe mm. 215, maybe 230. Maybe you're right. But obviously, it doesn't 230 hold up would in, be everybody now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> As I say, it doesn't hold up in nowadays. And especially even looking at Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, Jericho. They were world Plenty champions eventually. Yeah, yeah. Benoit. Yeah, yeah. They were even even later, guys like Lance Storm were in a cruiserweight division. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it it's always been like a weird thing about weight classes. You know what I mean? We never really because La Parka, you can't tell me La Parka's not too fucking 40 or something. Right. Like oh, easy. was La Parka was big every time. He was, he was way a big bigger boy. than everybody. Yeah. Yeah, you see, so, you see Laparka wrestle guy who's not traditionally a cruiserweight, and then you see how big he is, and you're like, "Oh, this is a fucking big old boy." Here. Yeah. Also, like, it's funny because you talk to people that you know watched Laparka like we did, and we all like Laparka. Is that fair to say? Yes. Yeah. Like everyone I talk to, like they're like, "Oh man, I love Laparka," but like he never got anything. Did you see the back of Dragon's head crash against the steel? Did the referee see something? LaParka swinging one in there. And a drop kick. Head to the chair. When he came out to the ring, the whole crowd exactly. really captivated him. And I always thought, like, damn, mm-hmm. like, this dude's over as fuck. And, like, they just never... We actually did hear him talk, Frank, in late WCW. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, they I did believe, like a yeah, voiceover yeah. for him. Yeah, they yeah, made yeah. him a comedy gimmick towards the of end. Of course. I remember. Of course. I remember. Do you, yeah. you know, the thing with LaParka was, and it sucks that, like you said, he never really got to do much in the States, but like he understood the American crowd. You know, he knew what worked. He knew how to get him on his side, how to turn against him, you know, where a lot of the um, luchadors from Mexico, especially when, 
they were just getting thrown onto WCW mm-hmm. TV and they're mm-hmm. sort of like make it happen. And they would just have to, to rely on their matches where La Parca understood talking with the crowd, you know what I mean? Having props, dancing, whatever the fuck the case was. Not to mention that he had a sick looking costume. Was also yeah, he did. Down and shit, you know? It's so. very <laughs> interesting that like nothing ever, you know, mm-hmm. nothing. Well, I guess you could say what what would it be? What is his ceiling? Because like you said, WWE don't know what to do with foreign Well, how about the cruiserweight yeah. title? Yeah. No, oh, I, well, you know yeah. what I mean? No, like, he never got that wrong. Just yeah. that. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Well, I wanted to talk about shifting from La Parca into an American, well, Canadian, excuse me, Canadian, the petulant heel version, early Chris Jericho, the Lionheart, uh, four-time cruiserweight champ. I mean, he's already had Hall of Fame careers in like every level that he's been in, but um, that's Mm -hmm. the Jericho I was introduced to. That's the Jericho I fell in love with. Um, That's the Jericho that I almost think was the most entertaining is his time in wcw uh like just doing whatever the hell he wanted and um mm-hmm. he had that great feud with malenko the slamboree slamboree 98 match um you know his stuff with Hoovy, moving to guerrero so for you guys i know jericho ranks for both of you like you're one of your all-time favorite wrestlers what's your memories or feelings looking back when you see like jericho the cruiserweight it's like it's timeless his stuff there Oh, yeah, the best. It's probably my favorite Jericho shit, too, as an all-timer for me, like a top-five guy for Jericho for me. It's still the coolest shit because all his dance partners were great, right? He was able to do big man stuff on him, too, which is always cool when, like, a guy like Eddie or Jericho got to face, like, a Ray Ray or somebody who they could toss around a little bit. Yeah, I love that. Slam him. Yeah, exactly. His matches, so many bangers with Eddie, with Malenko, with dragon with you, you name it with ray 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 you know yeah. he had bangers with everybody in a division also was cutting some of the funniest like sh- promo shit that we talk <laughs> about to this day oh you yeah know, oh, the man. list of the holes the slamboree intro the battle the royal cruiserweights yep. you know like all that classic there's so much classic stuff from jericho at this point not to mention that, like, if you just look at the matches, you're talking about, like, all-timer, like, five-star type matches with, like, lots of these guys. So it's yeah. probably my favorite Jericho period, and I love many of the Jericho runs. Yeah. So. Dude, you too? Yeah, um, it, it probably is my favorite period, too. He is – I love a lot of those cruiserweights, but for me, I think that he probably had the best matches – as cruiserweight champion mm. like i love the mask versus title match with Hoover. i love that too that man. match like they tell a story the end like the the reaction the um that's the when emotion. he's playing pot. he's playing possum outside right and or he's yeah like, I, um, I almost don't want to give it away out. in case oh, people haven't okay. seen it um, sorry yeah i mean i loved uh him and malenko like oh, yeah. that mm. whole feud was awesome. Yeah. I mean, excellent. Excellent. It, 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 there was never a doubt that he would be what he is now because he it's had true, everything. Man. You know what it's I mean? True. Like it's just, you know, po- political bullshit held him down. It's weird that he was like Frank said, like the cruiserweight division was never, um, what do you call it? Like uh, labeled as to what you need to be to, but it's, I don't even look at him as a cruiserweight when I watch those matches. He's a little bigger, like, yep. you know what I'm saying? But um, such great matches. And like I him said, him and Ray, was, too. 
sorry to cut you off, but I mean, no, I'm just he... thinking of all the oh, yeah, Jericho stuff. To me, he had the best matches as Cruiserweight champion. We've got the Cruiserweight belt. And now we've got Dean Malenko's dignity because after he lost his match to me yesterday, he took his ball and he went home. Up on top, Juventude. Chris Jericho dropped him. Fall away, reverse suplex at turn. But he did have a like a cool few, like you said, the mask versus title was against Juventude Guerrero. I love Hoobie that Juice. Match so much. Hoovy, that's probably one of my maybe besides the Malenko one, one of my favorite matches, but um for WCW Cruiserweights. But uh Hoovy had like a lot of weird ups and downs in his career, I feel like. Like, but he was a cornerstone of that division. Absolutely. Yeah. Would you say? Yeah. Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and he had a he had a bangers for psychosis. He defeated Ultimo Dragon for the tight for uh his title on the first ever Thunder. It was a, like a later oh, cool. Ultimo Dragon, but he he won the and he lost it right back. But mm. um, but uh, he had a little run there. Hooven to Guerrero, like he's got a reputation now, I guess. But yeah, um, bad attitude. Yeah, that was another cool thing about the cruiserweight title, though. Like it could change hands at any time. Yeah. Like you mm-hmm. could you could watch Nitro and be like, oh shit, like this New dude champ, might yeah. win tonight, you know? Which was yeah. cool. Yeah, I want to talk about though with Hoovy, you know, that that mask versus title stuff. Like, so Super Bowl eight, the Jericho feud, he lost the mask, and like Conan apparently was not happy about this at all. And um mm. it's a thing where I guess um I don't know, like guys were just doing what they were told, but um I know that was a sacred thing. Like it's it's weird how they started to just unmask it. And I'm a believer. Yeah. Like you want to see a guy's face, you want to connect. But I mean, some guys like his promos weren't good anyway. Like Hoovy, you know what I mean? Did you really need to unmask him? I think that. No, really I mean him. he was a fan favorite already. They that's yeah. bullshit. That's Vince McMahon talking. You need yeah. to see their. You know, Rey Mysterio is doing fine, isn't he? With that mask in WWE. Yeah. Would you say I had a yeah. pretty good WWE career? Get the fuck out of here. You don't care. Uh, Just like yeah. Cesaro didn't connect, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I know. So speaking about guys that would eventually lose their mask, Rey Mysterio, unfortunately, we try not to remember that time. Man. But this guy was winning championships in AAA. I think he was like 18 years old. Um, been wrestling forever. We still know him today. He's still working. Lightning quick. You know, I remember watching him. He was like a, a daredevil. But um, yeah, man, Ray Mysterio. You can't talk about the cruiserweights without him. He's probably at the top of the ladder. If you're gonna ask most people who they think yeah. of, for you guys, um, I remember seeing him. I think it was versus Malenko or something. Maybe it was Malenko. Great American Bash. One of those early Great American Bashes. Do you guys remember being introduced to this like ultimate underdog, who was pretty much a superstar instantly? I guess, but. What do you guys remember about first seeing Rey Mysterio, who was not always this jacked wide guy, <laughs> yeah, like a thinner, skinnier, you know, cruiserweight? Yeah, I remember seeing him very young, like as a kid in WCW, but like very young, thinking mind blown. You know, like when I first saw Rey Mysterio, it was like, what? Like he was doing different shit to me. You know, like he's one of the few guys who I remember like in my life feeling that way about like, this is some different shit. He was the guy I wanted to show yeah. everybody. I remember even being like, can he fucking, he could beat the giant, you know, because he was <laughs> so, he was doing such wild shit and you just felt like maybe he could pull something off that these guys aren't used to. You he know, made Ray you Mysterio. believe. Yeah. And like, 
obviously guys like Eddie and Jericho rank higher, like in my all time like list. But when I think of a cruiserweight, because like those guys, right, became the world champion. And even though Ray did as well, he was still a cruiserweight that just happened to win the world title. You know, and that world it. title reign was yeah brutal. Man. But like, but Jericho and Eddie kind of got bigger. They filled out a little bit more, became maybe more viable guys as world champion. Where Ray Ray was always this tiny little dude. But so I think of him as like the cruiserweight of all cruiserweights. I think of him as like the best luchador, even, you know, like mm. to me, Eddie is, I mean, Ray Ray is all timer, you know, like I feel like he has a very valid argument for the greatest of all time conversation, you know, and it's like a different thing, but I feel not like just cruiserweight. You're saying, no, wrestler. yeah, just wrestler, but yeah. based on his, his work based off the, off the fact that he brought that cruiserweight division to like different levels, you know, in the States. I would hear and that like, argument. And to become I, I, I so beloved all this time later, we're talking fucking 30 years after he yeah. debuted at WCW or ECW maybe. So it's, it's, it's really crazy, like his career. And I feel like he doesn't get that respect. Maybe because he's, we could still watch him fucking tune in, getting beat up by his doofus son. You know <laughs> what I mean? But like, but he's like all time rank. You know what I mean? Like, and worldly professional wrestling even so Malenko, Rey Mysterio on the attack again here he goes trying a hip toss over the top Andre takedown once again really cutting it up here for the cruiserweight championship of the world up oh, oh my goodness so he's up on top I do think he gets the respect he deserves. I think that people know that he is like, to me, I agree with Frank. He is the cruiserweight. Like if you ask me like the epitome of a cruiserweight, it's Rey Mysterio. My first, I guess. Yeah. It would have been ECW him and psychosis. Um, and it same as Frank. I was like, what the, f-? and like, this is even when people were doing you know crazy shit but like they took it to a whole nother level i was like holy shit man like Mm -hmm. you know the spot where he goes over the top and head scissors somebody and you think that's the end but then there's something after that like he did with eddie like ray mysterio is the cruiserweight of cruiserweights like if there's anybody that epitomizes the word cruiserweight it's him he's absolutely the the greatest cruiserweight of all time in my opinion He's not my favorite, mm-hmm. but I do think that he's the favorite. His body of work, like he's still yeah. wrestling. Dude, you the know, body like... of work, just the body of work in WCW in a couple of years, like mm-hmm. a few years. It's like matches with Malenko, matches with Jericho, every fucking body. And All besides matches, once again, like good feuds too. Yeah, you sure. know, like, yeah. and then he goes on to WWE and again, yeah, great they, matches, they but good yeah. feuds too, mm-hmm. man. Like him and Eddie, Legend, like that whole shit. Yeah. Him yeah. and Kurt, like. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, man. I mean, that's true. The and it's Kurt, funny, yeah. like when as we're talking about this, to get excited again about it, and yeah. like to want to rewatch it, like that yeah, means shows, something, yeah, you know. It shows you what, yeah, it was making me. It making me think about once again we were doing our top favorites of all time. Like it's almost so weird because Mysterio. It's like he is a cruiserweight in memory, but um, I've had a hard time. Like 
he's bigger than that. He became bigger than a cruiserweight even. You know what I mean? Like he really yeah. should rank probably higher on my list because like you guys said, like he had great feuds. I've all I can't remember watching a Rey Mysterio match and not like being interested in it. Um, it's always good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, I, like I no, said, yeah, but you're... we weren't your your list, though, is your favorite. Yeah, of like, course. It I, there was a not... point in time where, where I was very like we're talking about this 96 WCW. Yeah. That was the highlight of my Nitro watching experience was Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. And I think he, he was does... never one of my favorites. Interesting. Well, I was. I, you know, I, and like you guys, I never. Smaller guy. So I enjoyed his matches. It had mm-hmm. nothing to do with that. Like, I, I didn't dislike him or anything. It's just even, like. Even part of big moments, like when Nash spiked him into the building yeah. in NWO. Yeah. Like, that's like when a they big, invaded. That's yeah, like sure. NWO lore and yeah. fucking Rey Mysterio is like right in the thick yeah. of it, you know? Yeah. Now, man, no, you he... can't argue with, like I said, man, like uh, and I also of... And I also want to point out when I say like he's in the GOAT conversation, it's the same way John Cena or Hulk Hogan are like considered in that greatest of all time conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Because they've done it all. They're household names. Like we were talking about the mask. For a lot of people, Rey Mysterio's mask is the standard issue luchador mask. It's you know true. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when they go, when you see like those stands and like, I live in Los Angeles, so like, and you go into Santiales and downtown Los Angeles, and they're selling lucha masks. There's dozens of Rey Mysterio masks along with other people's masks. Right? Maybe right. when I went to Tulum, Mexico, mm-hmm. like the guys were like, "Oh, Rey Mysterio!" Like trying yeah, to sell like, me Rey Mysterio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I was like, "No, I don't," because I'm like not his fucking... mask has transcended the yeah. mask game of pro yeah. wrestling, which is that's crazy the thing. It's stuff. like he has he surpassed like the El, El Santo. Has he become the in a, in a worldwide sense, probably right because Santo yeah. and all those are mega yeah, stars a different of the time, time too. different stars of the no, time. but still, yeah, yeah. Like, but like, but as an everyday like they were on household, TV and shit. yeah, they were, but in an everyday household, like who knows El Santo versus mm-hmm. who knows like Rey Mysterio, right? It's like all of Mexico knows, all of the United States knows, the Japanese mm-hmm. family, like Rey Rey is like worldly, yep, where yeah. El Santo they, they were big in Mexico and had yeah. some crossover into the states, but. No, but that's what I meant by just like he's become a household name, I guess, which adds to yeah. the, the the legacy yeah. of Ray Ray. Um, yeah, it legacy was wise. It's like it doesn't get bigger to me for Mexico. It doesn't, and I remember hearing like Bret Hart. Um, it was like two thousand two or two thousand one, or maybe even earlier. Maybe it was when he was in WCW, and he was like, they asked him like, "Who do you want to work with?" And he said Ray Mysterio, mm-hmm. but um, at the time you didn't look at him as an equal to Bret Hart, but like. Mm-hmm. I guess my point is he eventually reached a level where we could see him against Kurt Angle or mm-hmm. John Cena or Triple H or whoever named the guy. Like there, that wasn't always like that, right? Like Ray had to work hard to to kind of move up the ranks. So and, Brett picked Ray, and they still never got the wrestle. Huh? Yeah, they still never. I don't know if they did. I don't think so. I'll tell you what so. though, like you said, it was never like that for Ray. But like I pointed out, when I was young, I thought Ray Mysterio could do fucking whatever he wanted. I thought it this shit was so dynamic yeah. and so cool. I remember being like, this guy could fucking be against anybody because of the dynamics he had in his arsenal, you know. So like he could beat you in any way. Yeah, it just was so unique, you know, that I was like, he could do shit other people. And like you mentioned, Kurt Angle as well. It's like that SummerSlam match with Kurt Angle. Yep. So good. It's like it's like one of my probably one of my personal favorite matches in a weird awesome. way. Just. That opens I, the card, right? Yeah, yep. exactly. The yeah. only thing I dislike is Kurt's ring gear because he looks like a candy stripes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't even hate it, but like I know what you're talking about. I, I know what you're talking about. 
Yeah, I remember that opened the show. It was it was a great one. Um, but we have to talk about just really quick the 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 dark little blemish because losing his man. All right. Well, uh, let me just talk about the stipulation because I like looked this up because I couldn't remember why in the hell uh, they would want Ray Ray to lose his mask. But um, it was a stipulation that somehow tied into Elizabeth, Miss Elizabeth, getting her head shaved. She was going to get her head shaved. Yeah. Yeah. If Mysterio and Conan yeah, lost that tag team match, it was yeah. just so fucking weird, oh, man. God. I don't even know why I brought that up. But Ray, yeah, what a Ray, we're cruising right along. I'm feeling good. And you what a bad my decision, cereal. too. You know, because Sorry. it's not. It's not like there was even a moment where like that worked out for them. And then it went away. I was like, no, right away. You killed the mystique of Ray Ray. He didn't have necessarily the great. He wasn't look. Mysterio anymore. Yeah. yeah. He, didn't, he, he didn't have like a little look. baby. Yeah. You know, and it was just that whole, that whole era of filthy the animals. We might have to bring up a couple of those filthy animals at the end. Cause the cruiserweight title died with them a little bit, but um, a smaller guy like Ray Ray was, I think he's synonymous with this division. He's synonymous when you ask me top two or three cruiserweights is Dean Malenko. Mm -hmm. He's, you know, the man of a thousand holds, uh, the Iceman, a a ring general, a true scientist in the ring. No doubt about it. Despite his size, not like super flashy, but was legit. And he held his own against Matt technicians or high flyers, you name it. Uh, Eventually became a horseman. We know the whole deal with Dean Malenko. I know you love him, Duke. Um, and I think we all love that guy. We all love him. Yeah. Which is weird, right? I mean, it's just another one where we're synonymously into a guy that obviously he was cool. But for me, I usually like a guy that's got like this character maybe yeah. and for Duke. like So it's just it's cool that I feel like he's got a good high approval rating, rightfully so. Um, what do you guys remember about the Malenko? Or were you always fans or no? Did that come later? It came a little bit later for me, but it's still pretty young. I just remember being. Did he look like was, an older man to you? Yeah, when I was yeah. like, okay. when I was a okay. kid, he just yeah. looked like an older, ordinary yeah. guy. His name yeah. was Dean. You know, like it wasn't like <laughs> thrilling. You know, and he just didn't have that look. But it came early. It came later, but I, I was still like a teenager. You know, when I realized this fucking guy is so so. Like sometimes we've mentioned it over in like past episodes. Sometimes it's just guys who are so good it's undeniable you know and like dino was one of those dudes it was just everything he just looked like he knew what he was doing before the other guy every match it looked very real very crisp oh, yeah, so very crisp. crispy you know also had a million great dance partners because thanks to the wcw that's the best thing that wcw did was put all these guys in the same place that we were able to have all these yeah. players unlike wwf at the time when their light heavyweight division just didn't have the bodies to produce right the banger matches WCW did. So we got to see Dean Malenko, a lot of familiar names, you know, but uh, Ultimo Dragon, Dean Malenko and Jericho, you Jericho. know, Dean, yep. Dean Malenko and Ray Ray and many classics, you know. So it was just, mm. I love Dean Malenko. Um, he's one of those guys that's like, that is now he's with AEW and it's like a smart, it's like a smart one to have in AEW. You know, one of those guys when you hear it, you're like, yeah, you need that guy to help somebody yeah. out. I'll, let me read you a quote from Bret Hart's book. Oh. <laughs> the next day, I worked the Nitro match in Grand Rapids, Michigan, against pint-sized Dean Malenko, a second-generation <laughs> second wrestler who was a good, capable worker, although his style reminded me of Cirque du Soleil. It was a little too rehearsed. When Malenko went for a standing suplex on me, I went up for him effortlessly in the air, straight as two 
dinner fork stuck together. Instead of taking me back for a simple back bump, Malenko decided to walk me the short distance to the corner, but he didn't have the size or strength and dropped me full weight, crotching me and tearing my groin. I don't even know how I was able to bring myself to finish the match. I was in too much pain to even tell Dean how pissed off I was at him. Even worse, he dressed fast and left without acknowledging that he hurt me or that he was sorry. As well, regarded as little Malenko was, I lost respect for him as a professional that day. There you go. Brett, Brett will hold a grudge, dude. He will. Oh, yeah. Yo, we know. Brett, Brett and Punk are the. But yeah. Brett did eventually let it go with Vince. I wonder if he ever buried it with Malenko, for God's sake. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a little harsh, man. That's yeah. stiff. Point size. Points. He did say something about the rehearse thing, and I, I'm just gonna oh, say, like, I do man. remember some of the Malenko stuff, like the um, he called him uh, pint sized Dean. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow this is making me like Brett more. That was like Brett, you're not like this fucking giant. I know, <laughs> like Jesus, dude. But he's so yeah. hilarious, yo, Brett. With his, oh we're gonna God. get to his L. We're gonna get to his L. Dandy comment later. But Brett, Jeez. between that and his L, he just didn't like cruiser weights. I don't think. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! Damn, bro, Brett Hart, Barry and Malenko, Duke. How did? Oh, I guess man, you have anything to say about Malenko? I think man? he's a short little fuck that hurts people. He's dangerous. <laughs> Pint size. <laughs> No, I first saw Dean in EC Dub, the shooter Dean Malenko. Actually, no, I think I first saw him in WCW in that tag team tournament. They did this like um, world tag team tournament. It was like teams from all over the world, and Dean and Joe were a team. And I think that might have been that might have been like '92 or something. So I think it might have been before ECW. Okay. But in ECW, he was the shooter, Dean Malenko, badass. Once again, no nonsense. Um, he teamed with Benoit, so like, yeah, cool as shit. And then when he came to WCW, I did always like him. Um, the Iceman, like, just you know, no emotion. Like, I like mm -hmm. that shit. Not everybody has to be like a funny or you know, a yeah, charismatic but I was, like, like talker and stuff. Like, I was, I still was like. You yeah, know, no, it's not a knock on you. I'm just saying, yeah. like, I, I thought it was cool, you know? Like, mm -hmm. it ended up working for a guy named Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. black mm -hmm. black trunks, black boots, ice in the name. Like, I thought he right. was the shit, man. Like, and as serious I always... as Malenko was, too, when he had that moment where he unmasked and he's the Jericho's opponent and the fucking the crowd reaction, it mm -hmm. shows you that, that they crowd... still care. Shoot. That's the match to watch if you're going to watch anything after this episode, at least for that moment, right? Like mm -hmm. the Battle Royal into that moment where Hoobie, whatever, we won't spoil it. But yeah, the reaction when Malenko unmasks. Excellent. Awesome. Yeah. Dean, Amazing. for sure, another guy that you think of in that cruiserweight division. And I'm going to rewatch that match with Bret Hart. I, by the way, I want to rewatch that. Yeah, me I too. There's I, not I even a spot probably where he crotches him in the corner. I, <laughs> we're going to find out. It's probably not even in the But match. like Dean also, you know, ended up transcending the cruiserweight division, went on to become U.S. champion, a horseman, and, you know. That Texas pole used to hold that Dean Malenko made very famous in Japan. His father, Professor Boris Malenko, Taught him as a young boy. It's a dangerous, vicious leg lock. Eventually, and he goes to WWE and becomes the cruiserweight again. But yeah, yeah, Dean... he low key had some good matches in WWF, which we're not really talking about a lot of that right now. He obviously. did. It's just like 
that was i felt like the cruiserweight division there was an afterthought mm-hmm. so like it's hard to it was. think of like you know it's hard to think of cruiserweight title matches there for me well yeah. he actually had a match with uh lita that people still think was actually good like if you watch it it was the end of 2000 and um he had like an actual light heavyweight championship match with Lita. i remember and... that whole feud they started, yeah. they gave him like the James Bond, like, yeah, or is that like uh, SA Rios Lita? Like, she nope. was yes, no, no, it wasn't. Well, no, no, it wouldn't be. No, because he was it was with 2000. the yeah. yeah, okay, she's with yeah, the she hardest. Mm-hmm. He was like into her, he became like a fucking like, a, they were mad wasn't, together. Wasn't Lita with SA Rios still in 2000? Yeah, no, 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 that was Lita 99. Was with, yeah, she was with the she was already done with that for sure. I know she was with the hardest of the time. But Malenko, I mean, yeah, he would have had great matches anywhere. Like Frank said, it took me a while to warm up to him. It's more now, in hindsight, more than anything, that I love Dean Malenko. But a guy that I know was part of his, you know, inner circle that I want to get into now, who we just talked about his birthday was yesterday. But Eddie Guerrero, a baby face, like Duke said, early in his WCW career. Um, I guess because of what he's done since then, just like Jericho, it's hard to just remember him as a cruiserweight, but he was a two-time cruiserweight champion. I mean, he's definitely part of that division. So Frank, uh, that was your introduction to Eddie Guerrero. I'm assuming. Yeah. Was WCW Nitro. We talked about it before, but so what do you think of his, like, I guess, resume or uh catalog in that division because we talk about a lot of these guys that had bangers you know and eddie g for sure the ray mysterio stuff is in a league of its own but i guess he didn't have as many opportunities or like dancing partners or do you feel like he did am i missing or forgetting some of the great ones he had no i think eddie had great dancing partners i he's one of the three guys when i said i think of cruiserweight wrestlers i said ray mysterio the other was d malenko and the other's Eddie Guerrero. That, those are the okay. three dudes I think of when I think of cruiserweight wrestling, especially the WCW time. I don't know too if it's just me because when I'm remembering cruiserweight division two, Eddie was kind of the guy that pops into my head first. Like I remember him as champion over everybody. You know, I remember his feuding with Ray Ray, being yeah. the most legendary shit. I match at Halloween Havoc is like it's probably my favorite wrestling match of all time. You know, oh wow. Like that, you know, that whole there, there's a few in the conversation, but that's that is one of them. And it's like, I just think the shit that he did there was so impactful, you know, and it sort of it's hard to say set the tone for other because everybody was good, you know, but it was sort yeah. of like he became like the heel champion over there. The way he carried the bell was still to me is like iconic. I think of that like how he just threw it on it over his shoulder like that's what i love when guys carry that belt because i think of eddie i think the matches that he had with everybody were like really good um you know he's just one of those dudes i think of him as like possibly the goat cruiserweight even though he went on to do other shit you know possibly yeah, the he, goat cruiserweight. he did so much before that and so much after so dude mm-hmm. let me ask you like so black tiger you know the pre-eddie guerrero black tiger the stuff with wild pegasus all that stuff i remember having those tapes like mid 90s it was after the fact but um did you know of him coming in like did you know of him as far as like the stuff he did with 
you know, um, Art Bar and all that. Like, were you aware of Eddie Guerrero, mm-hmm. or did you nope. just know him as the cruiserweight in WCW? To, as yeah, an I was introduced. Well, no, I'm sorry. Again, ECW is where I first saw. Him. Oh, right, 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 right. And he was still wearing like the Los Gringos logo stuff, but he was a baby face now. Mm. And him and uh, him and Malenko actually mm. like having fucking incredible matches. Like I think they only had two matches there, and mm. then they were done. And that was my uh, ECW. ECW, yeah. Right, right, right. But that was my introduction to Eddie, and I always liked Eddie because. I like workers, and of course, he was a worker, you know. I don't think of him, I think of him like in the cruiserweight division, but like I don't think of him as like the all time great cruiserweight. It's probably because I feel like he transcended that, you know. Yeah, he eclipsed um, it. Yeah. Yeah, and he didn't like, I'm, I think back of like matches with him, and like the Mysterio one is, in my opinion, one of the greatest matches of all time period but uh i don't i don't think of a lot of like eddie guerrero cruiserweight title matches when i think back maybe not title maybe they were just matches uh i guess that didn't have the title on the line because i was having the hard time as well with the eddie thing because the mysterio match first of all like so we're gonna probably review that halloween havoc 97 this month uh and we're gonna talk at length about that match that's you know, that's one that everybody's going to want to watch before or after we're done talking about it. But besides that, I hear you like it was because I know he got involved with Chavo very heavily. Yeah. And yep. and um, then it became, you know, that that's when the Ch- Eddie Guerrero is my favorite wrestler. The T-shirt, you know, by mm-hmm. Chavo started wearing that. And um, mm-hmm. I felt like they became sort of, I guess, married or attached to the hip. I felt like they had a very long standing in and out rivalry and whatnot. So I felt like yeah, that took then, up a like, lot of his time. He right. Quit. He came out, yeah. quit, and then like yeah. I felt like it was LWO, and then, and that's that when that. I was like, yeah, the LWO thing I felt like was a different kind of Eddie we were getting at the time. Yeah, and you know what else with Eddie too is that when he had like, because he had like great shit with Dean Malenko as well, but neither was cruiserweight champion. I think mm-hmm. it was like, I think yeah. it was like okay. a different title, a different title even, you know. But it was still, yeah. They, I think they fought for the U.S. title. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's sort of like that's a that's another thing because I remember classics that Eddie with like. I don't know, you know, first of all, he had multiple with Ray Ray. You know, the Halloween oh, yeah. one is the one that's sure. there. But like, yeah, just him and Ray Ray, you could probably count three to five matches that were like on TV or pay-per-view that were bangers from those guys. But then also with Jericho, Fall Brawl, like ECW, I mean, um, WCW Cruiserweight title match. You know, like I just feel like Eddie's matches were good. Maybe the Cruiserweight. Maybe oh, he no, outgrew. dude. That's yeah, a two ring. Yeah, maybe he Eddie grew, outgrew cruiserweight a little bit. Matches. No, no, no. Yeah, saying. and then maybe just, he outgrew the title when he was having what some I of those great feuds. You know me. what I mean? Yeah, yeah but now still, I always, always think of him as good dance partners over there too. He always there's not a match he ever had that I wasn't into. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm saying. I just don't associate. I think of him the cruiserweight division. I just don't think of him as like the cruiserweight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I said, it's probably just because I felt like he was bigger than that. Just like it says that I am your favorite wrestler because I know I am. And I know I'm everybody else's favorite wrestler. Even these morons here. Me being the favorite out of all of us. That she's really proud of what I'm doing with Chavito. No, right? No, no, no. I'm uh, going to get a lot of heat for this one, especially from Frank. But 
I at the time was kind of more of a fan of Chavo than Eddie. What? Jesus Christ. Yeah. No taste. You've had no taste. I, now it's making sense. Yeah. <laughs> ninth, ninth, like, like 19, like ninth, like when that feud started. Chavo I, I, of all the people, too. I wasn't going to be okay. I've always liked I Chavo. I was a Rey Mysterio fan or I was a Hooventude guy or something. I like mean, that. when they were having that rivalry, I was so, sort of low key kind of in Team Chavo's corner. But, um, Doesn't make you know, sense. It, it got ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Chavo. Well, you also- were younger. You might have been cheering for the good guy. That's what I think it was. I was like yeah, 13, 14. Okay. I mean, just you were blame a dumb me. Kid. I was a dumb kid. I did a lot of dumb things. So um Chavo also two-time cruiserweight champion. I want to shift it over yes, to a guy. Really? Those, wow. Yeah. But those guys oh. at least like Eddie Guerrero. Is oh, the, I know, because he wanted as Lieutenant Loco. That doesn't count. I think he actually switched back to the Chavo gimmick towards the end, believe it or not. But yeah. So those guys, like we're talking about Dean Malenko, we're talking about Eddie Guerrero. These guys looked like wrestlers. They acted like wrestlers. This other guy, he came out of left field. We got to talk about him. He was part of the flock. Hell he yeah. was in the gear that like nowadays I'd probably make fun of him for. <laughs> For whatever reason, once again, I was a dumb, blind kid, and I clearly didn't care that he was wearing jean shorts and a ripped T-shirt. But Billy Kidman, I was all about Billy Kidman. I don't know about you guys, but um, what you guys Dude, think? Those, he, that ripped shirt look and all that with the fly, like when you put it all together, that shit was all cool. You exactly. know what I mean? Like it's it, John Cena. It makes wearing, sense, right? Yeah, John Cena yeah. wearing jean shorts and sneakers is corny. After like we know you're like a Hollywood actor. You know, but like yeah. when you right, didn't know, right, right. when you didn't know Billy Kidman and there were these grungy fucking dudes who were you know sitting in the crowd, it it all worked for me. So like yep. I hear what you're saying, traditionally speaking, but I like Billy Kidman in those days, especially. Yeah. Once he started winning though, like uh, cruiserweight titles and shit like that, I kind of lost interest. Mm. Actually, I sort of liked getting there and seeing him. That's when he went to the white tank top and the jeans. Yeah, shorts, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Okay. But I still was into him then. You know what I mean? One of the one of the like low key cool theme songs in WCW, by the way. I kind of liked his theme song. Billy Kidman, yeah. I like Billy Kidman. His shooting star press was cool at one time. Yeah. Are you talking about the? No, it was more like subtle when it came in. It was. You'll have to listen to it. Google it. I don't know. It wasn't the hip hop one, right? No. Yeah. No. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It started out like. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> That's it. But he wrestled the guy wrestled in a white tank top and jean shorts. Yeah, yeah but once hate, again, like Frank him. said, though, him. no, but here, okay, let's 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 put things in perspective. He started out in the flock. He came from the flock. He eventually, you know, got out of the shirt with the onk on it, and then went to the white tank top. Also, he's wrestling for the cruiserweight title not the world heavyweight championship, right? right? So like, if we keep things in perspective, <laughs> we don't want the world heavyweight champion to look like a fucking trash man. But right. like the, the lowest title there, it's okay. But if it is team. gimmick too, yeah, yeah like Frank exactly. said, if, if it's if your it, gimmick, but I don't know what basketball shorts has to do with whatever, let's not get into that guy. Um <laughs> So he was being groomed, though, to be a big deal, right? Like to eventually, do you feel like they looked at him as a no. guy that could transcend that division? You never thought no. that? Hold on. I thought they gave him shine, bro. Are you are you talking when Vince Russo was there? 
I'm talking about overall. Like absolutely his career happened, not. No, he was winning cruiserweight championships. He's okay, cruiserweight champion. I mean, okay. He's, uh, Let me count. Uh, Hold on. Chris Jericho won four cruiserweight championships. Did WCW see him as a big star, <laughs> and they were grooming him to become a top guy? I guess what I'm saying is, you remember how you said Dean Malenko eventually won the United States title or whatever? Yeah. I, I felt like they, they they gave Billy Kidman some shine on the, on Nitro. It's like he did get time in his matches, which wasn't you know, sure. Got they that. did that with the cruiserweight division, though. They knew that they needed to. It's because the fucking guys didn't want to work. Yeah, Hogan and Hall and Nash didn't want to work. Well, they didn't have to, right? Right. I mean, well, they had to fill. The, they had to fill the time up here. Billy Kidman yeah. go wrestle for fifteen minutes. And for the record, they, I like they Kidman, didn't but... see me too. But but I on. didn't. I don't know if I should. You I don't think know if that I saw Eric Bischoff was like, "Hey, man, this Kidman, I'll tell you what, <laughs> this guy's the next thing." No, maybe fuck not. No. They never Probably saw not. anything in him. They never saw yeah. anything in any of those guys. That's, That's why true. they had to fucking bounce yeah. and go win the world title elsewhere because they were too fucking stupid to know what they had. It's true. Yeah. If you look at every cruiserweight champion, literally all of them, I think, they never were really thought of as much beyond Absolutely that. Not. A couple guys got like some mid-card U.S. title, you know what I mean, or TV title belts, you know, but like they were never looked at anything past Chris that, Jericho you know, said them. straight up, they didn't know what I was doing because they didn't give a fuck. He would go mm -hmm. talk to Bischoff. Eric, you care if yeah. I do this? I don't care. Go. Right. You got 10 minutes. Go do what you want. Well, that's their biggest miss. But at the same time, when you got the, the freight train of Goldberg coming in, I mean, you probably you're just like Billy Kidman, whatever. I mean, it was Goldberg. It was Hogan. It was Hall, Nash. No, no. Savage, but you, you, know. you asked the question and I answered you. Fuck yeah. no. They had they no don't... plans for Billy Kidman. And you say that, John, but it's like, but yeah, but they also had Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero, you know what I mean? And Chris Jericho. And like, they were like passing up on these dudes for those other guys, you know? So it's like, it goes both ways. It's like, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. I think they should have mixed them in eventually. Yeah, yeah. I do think they should have had Eddie Guerrero fight Goldberg or Chris Jericho right. versus Hulk Hogan. I mean, or they Chris done Jericho that. versus Goldberg. Right. They had it, yeah. Yeah. which they, they had. had. Yeah, they chose not to. Do we it. saw but how that ended. Bill, Big yeah. Bill was, he wasn't, he wasn't buying that one. Yeah. Well, after nope. after Kidman, um, you know, it got interesting. I guess you had Alex Wright coming in, nah, your boy Disco Inferno. Nah. Hey, Alex Wright, bro. He his debut, pay per view debut match. Who did he beat? Duke. Ooh, who did he? I beat? know you know it. Do it's I it's know kind it? of a. Well, yeah, it's it's a former world champion, a very oh. multiple time oh. world champion. John Paul Levesque. Yes. Okay. Terrorizing, or I think he was at the time, or maybe Jean Paul. He was yeah, so Alex Paul Levesque. Alex Wright. Um, Did you guys Fernando, care about Alex Wright? Hell no. No. I hated Absolutely. Alex. Yeah. I hated him growing yeah. up. I hated him like, so much. And I watch him now and I'll go like, oh, let me see. Maybe this guy's better than you know, I gave him credit. He danced when he it's came brutal. out. Like, what am I yeah. supposed to he was tall, you know? I mean what about disco? What about disco in front Fuck of John no. Trash. I hated him so much. Dude, right? I don't get yeah. it. Yeah, I didn't get it. But well, I actually do get. It's not like he had this great career. Yeah, he was you can say that. But I actually was watching some of these old matches for leading into this week, and I mm -hmm. landed on one with Disco Inferno. Whatever these comments on this fucking match, everybody was like, "How do you not get Disco? He's just a fun guy." 
what there was there to not like about disco i don't like everybody fun. in the crowd was dancing with them i know that's what i was thinking i was like well why would i like that's so people don't agree with us once again um disco that's inferno fine. you know multiple times i'd rather be smart than a sheep anyway yeah i mean the only thing i remember about disco is i guess that's the comedy storyline where he was trying to cut weight you know and make, yeah. make weight but whatever prince ikea was no uh, i don't what? like prince ikea i don't was. like hate disco inferno or like whatever he had this little place on the show you know what i mean yeah. like you gotta have you gotta have mm. bullshit on the show you know what i mean do like, you though do you i think i mean the crowd enjoyed it like when he came out and danced the whole crowd's dancing and shit like it's not like he ever sniffed the world. It. Right. But like, it's not like he ever sniffed the world title or anything. It wasn't this fucking threat to the business. You know what I mean? No, no, I get it. And Alex Wright, like, he was just a fucking dork. Like, he came yeah. out and danced and, like, what, what are you? Like, Wonderkind. They thought that shit was cool. Like, they mm-hmm. thought dudes were going to be like, oh man, this guy dances. Let's go. Dude, dude. Disco dance. Like, they thought he was a uh, German sensation. But let's talk about. You know, we're gonna kind of start to wind down here, but the the maybe what I think is like the last best part of the cruiserweight division, whatever was left of it. Sugar Shane Helms. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. fucked with that, but I thought it was cool. I yeah, I um, did not. I did not. But okay. like I understand in the grand scheme of things, like the way that division ended up being, and like how he, bad it was at yeah, the time. And he became like a legend of a time period of the cruiserweight division you know so yeah one of the darkest times he was the only like shining light but duke you remember him right like i'm not talking about three count because that no, was just yeah. the start the start yeah, of it but then was... you remember he went and became yep official yeah, athlete champion, looking. Yep. yeah yeah wearing the trunks yeah i mean i do that was like the end you know That's what, what i mean saying. like it 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 doesn't really not that it doesn't count but shane helms was a good worker we all knew that he went on to the wwe and became cruiserweight champion too but i don't want to forget about like some of these other dudes in the, no i want to the... i'm gonna i want to give you a quick fire on to name yeah. some guys i just okay. want to give you the the ending of the wcw cruiserweights as we knew it and i just want to tell you a few of the champions towards the end oh, mm. this, they're gonna be i gotta hurt our hurt our souls and this is no jokes here medusa. oh uh, medusa for yeah, sure medusa. yep i know another one too that you're gonna go ahead uh, say it it's uh Oklahoma. Daphne. Oklahoma. Do you remember that, Frank? Daphne. Yep. Oh man. Hey, well, Daphne, Daphne and Crowbar peace, were rest were in peace, rest in peace, Daphne. But Daphne and Crowbar she were was coaching. A babe, man. Mm-hmm. I love she was she was good, man. Daphne, so wait, Crowbar and Daphne were co-holders of the WSW Cruiserweight title. How does that happen? And uh, like you said, Oklahoma, who was just a JR, you know, spoof. Um he was a disrespectful cunt. Mm-hmm. wow beat that word and then medusa uh which you know i think she pinned who was Evan it? Always, yeah he always talks about it yeah he uh she acted like she was gonna like seduce him or whatever and then she just mm-hmm. like pinned him and then uh the artist you know who was formerly prince I Prince Ikea. uh who was apparently like in bed with a very high up uh ranking member of tnt like the turner prince Ikea. Yeah, and um, like got in a lot of trouble or whatever, and then apparently, anyway, I just read that as a side note this week. If um, Oklahoma and Medusa as champions wasn't enough to tell you, like that the belt was basically dead at this point, mm-hmm. was when the artist 
fought Lash LaRue in a tournament final. <laughs> Duke Lash LaRue. WCW fucking champion. I know you would like Lash LaRue too. It's a weird looking fucking dude. <laughs> he was he was so weird. I liked him, All right. man. All right, quick fire. I'm gonna let you guys tell me. I'm gonna give you a guy, and then maybe you guys got a guy. I just want to go through some names because we can't like talk about them all at length, but some of them are obviously the ones mentioned in the battle royal that Jericho hosted, but Super Calo, Silver King, Ciclope, Super Calo, Super Calo, some of the worst wrestling gear of all time. Terrible, bro. Right. That's where he's he's like got the gloves, right? And the and the fucking yeah. he was not good. sunglasses or he like sunglasses. Good sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. Terrible. Um, you mentioned Silver I, I, King though. Rest in peace. I love Silver King. Yeah, Silver King. I always like liked G. him. Did he ever? Did he ever upgrade the Golden King, or he couldn't he do didn't. it? Oh, nope, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> um, Super Calo, I mentioned El Dandy, who I said, you know, Brett El Dandy. That from. Bro, he was. Do we have a? So I didn't understand El Dandy. Was he like a legend in it before coming there, or was he just? He looked like Lou Ferrigno, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't Dandy. know what it was else. So to random say, seeing like, El Dandy, bro. <laughs> He must so have right. been like, a, uh, maybe he was a big deal in Mexico. I don't know. That's what I'm wondering. Who, who are you know. to question the talents of El Dandy, though? <laughs> exactly. Uh, Liz Mark Jr., Kaz Hayashi, nope. Hector, nope. Hector Garza. I got Hector one. Hector Garza, yes. I like him. Lenny Lane. Lenny Dude. Lane, the fake Jericho. <laughs> Dude, oh, he was literally a fake Jericho. He was literally so a fake Jericho. Do you remember that, Frank? Yeah. Just completely a ripoff. It's funny. And then he went and did the thing with Lodi and was like, Loda. they were yeah. just super, Lodi. super sus. Lodi. So those were some guys I wanted to mention as far as the outliers. Who do you guys got as far as the cruiser? I want to mention somebody super random, but it was also around maybe that time, 99-ish, um, was he didn't get a lot of shine, but I always thought he would look cool, was Blitzkrieg. You remember Blitzkrieg? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yep. Yeah, Blitz, Blitzkrieg was the shit, actually, Blitzkrieg to me. I, I thought actually, Blitzkrieg was going to be the guy. I just saw, like, a clip of Blitzkrieg or something, like, on social media. Someone was yeah. like, you yeah, know, like, Blitz, look at this him. awesome shit yeah, that Blitzkrieg did. Yeah. I heard, I think it was Conan say he just stopped wrestling. Like, when Vince bought WCW, he you know, he had that option of coming over or sitting at home, and he just said, <laughs> I'm sitting at home. He just wow. sat at home and decided just that was it. You yeah, because wow. that was like at the end, right? Mm, Let's yeah. showed up. Yeah, yeah, because he had a match with Quasi Juice at a, or Hooventude. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Hooventude at like a at a pay per view that I remember being oh, very good man. too. I I remember being very sloppy but very good, you know. And it's Blitzkrieg, so it's like you didn't see a ton of him. You Come know? on, Hoobie, take off your mask, bro. <laughs> yeah, he's just. I almost called Quasi him. Juice. I almost called him Quasi Juice too. That's funny. Yo, he had a no. He had a hell of a match against Hoovy. Oh, um, Duke, do you have any other like outliers or kind of? Nah, I wanted to make sure you mentioned Silver King. That was my dude. I'll say a couple okay. more then, just before because we've been in this WCW crate and rightfully so. Like they were the shit, but like yeah, super crazy and Tajiri were having bangers and. ECW. Oh, I thought you were just talking about WCW. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just talking about guys in general now. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? Like, he's super crazy and Tajiri. I used to love watching them every time they had matches together. Yeah. So, and then even, you know, came over to WCW and WWE. No, yeah, it needs to be mentioned. Ways. Yeah, sure. you know what I mean? Absolutely. But I think of those two guys. Um, And Super Crazy, I always loved his name just because it was fucking super crazy. It just always made me laugh. I always liked him, man. It's weird. I, I Another liked dude him. who... 
was a million buck star, but unfortunately things happened was Hayabusa. Mm. You know, like mm. you watch that early Japan shit, Super J Cup shit with Jushin Liger, you know, matches with Masato Tanaka, who I wouldn't consider a cruiserweight, but just like the shit that that guy could do, you know what I mean? That just didn't work out. Unfortunately, he injured himself. Yeah. But, uh, and every time he does a, you know, Asai Moonsault or anybody does like that move, it stresses me out thinking of the video of Hayabusa. Yeah. Yeah. He's another guy I just wanted to follow. I wish Jericho yeah, I saw- would stop doing that. I saw a picture of uh, Vince McMahon and Shane McMahon posing with Hayabusa. You guys seen that picture like backstage and the story behind it was sounded cool. If it's true, who knows? But um, apparently uh, one of the guys brought Shane and Vince over and they're like, oh, this is Hayabusa um, from Japan. And Vince was like, you're Hayabusa. Like, oh, my God. Like he marked out for Hayabusa. No, that's apparently cool. that would be fun. I was like, yeah. I was like, that's pretty cool. I don't believe true. that for a second. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do, you, do either of you guys are you familiar with Doctor Wagner Junior? Like yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Where do you think he is? He part of the the lineage as far as like the what the cruiserweights became, or because I'm not too familiar with him, but I know he gets a lot of play as far as like a legend. Yeah, I mean, I I get he's he's a big deal, you know, in Mexico. I obviously yeah really translated here. Um. I guess it I know I don't think of him as a luchador the same way I don't think of guys like like Because you mentioned super like crazy. Other, yeah, exactly. Things. You know what I mean? Like I think of him more as just like a top guy of Mexico, more so okay. than like a cruiserweight. So like I don't know gotcha. how it, I don't want to like disrespect him and just assume all the Mexicans would have been cruiserweights, you know. But if he was in WCW, yeah, he would have been a cruiserweight the same way La Parca or a, Conan. We didn't mention yeah, Conan, you, by the way. Yeah, you know what a, I mean? So not a cruiserweight, but yeah, they're more just I just think of him as a luchador, but yeah, I don't know, but yeah. he's a big fucking star. You know what I mean? Like he is a big deal in the grand scheme of things. Isn't that Silver King's dad or something? Doctor uh, Doctor Wagner. Doctor Wagner Junior. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I just I remember feel like there was his some name was always relation. floating around. Like Dude, when Wagner's was... still going around now and looking like oh, I know. Still. Yeah, is he it's really? Just... Mm-hmm. Was it his brother? Maybe. I don't know. I swore they were related. I'm not sure, but um. Yeah, it, it's it's actually uh, in the early 2000s, Cesar Gonzalez introduced the wrestling world to a son referred to only as, I guess, Silver King. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Maybe, maybe you're I right. thought there was some relation there. But uh, I only brought him up because, like, obviously we were talking about masks earlier. I thought his mask was, even though standard, it's pretty sick. I think it's pretty cool. Um, WWE stuff real quick, like. They only because they this cruiserweight title, the WCW, it translated over to WWF. So it went from 1996, which we talked about. It's it's uh, beginning there and it ended in 2007 in WWF. There were guys that tried to keep the like the cool factor alive. Jamie Noble for a minute. X-Pac, Hurricane, Billy Kidman. Jerry was, Lynn. Jerry Lynn, Dean Malenko, we mentioned. Um, they tried. Jeff you Hardy. Know, it's you know what's interesting, Jeff Hardy. I feel like the ring in the in ring in WCW really, for whatever reason, helped this like division stand out. Like I don't know if it was the sounds and just like the way the ropes bounced for these guys, but it just didn't work in WWF ring compared to WCW mm. ring for whatever reason. Um, and I just wanted to mention Hornswoggle was the <laughs> last ever cruiserweight champion. Oh, it started. Man. 
it started way back, like we covered in the beginning. It started way, way back with Otani and Malenko. It ended with Hornswoggle. Legend. How's that feel? And even the WWF light heavyweight title, which was, you know, defended in Japan with Dynamite Kid and Tiger Mask. And then we stop at Hornswoggle. And that says it all about the current state of professional wrestling, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. And it's it's been that way, right? So on your way out, yeah, I would say for sure you definitely want to watch. For me, I'll just say, you know, I'll steal your heat, Frank, but that match, Eddie, Eddie and Ray, Halloween Havoc 97 stands out as the pinnacle i guess um like watch I said, I, the juventud guerrera versus chris jericho title versus mask match that's my recommendation love it frank is that any other that eddie versus ray matches dude i mean there's so awesome. many you could do yeah. ray ray versus malenko halloween havoc as well um you could I, do- uh yeah Starcade Malenko versus Ultimo Dragon. You know, we could. I have a bunch of matches listed that you could go through, but a fun one that's super random. It's not like the greatest match of all time, but if you want to get a, t- a flavor of a bunch of the guys at WCW, it was in 2000 or 1999 sold out pay per view. It was Quasi Juice Juventud Guerrera <laughs> versus Rey Mysterio versus Psychosis versus Billy Kidman. Ah fresh, yes, fresh wife beater, Jean Shore, Billy Kidman, <laughs> and uh, fun match. You know, like it kind of, kind of all over the place, but you see all those guys get their shit in. You know, it's a good place to see them all. It's for the title, right? You can see them all. I yeah, like that. Exactly. I like that. Um, yeah, man. Anything else for you guys before we get out of here? Talking about the cruiserweights, all these these youngsters that became world champions. Pretty crazy when you look back on it. No, I encourage anybody to watch, like, if you're into, like, wrestling and you want to see some of the more dynamic guys in the early 90s, like, before they became stuff, if you find those OJ Cup tournaments, see all types mm-hmm. of guys like Otani, Jushin Liger, Hayabusa, Damien. Wild Pegasus. Wild Pegasus. Yeah, oh, Damien, we forgot about Damien. Yeah, Damien. Black Tiger. Damian. Yeah, it was just everybody was in those matches before, you know, it was kind of like a place where they could all meet up and have banger matches before they went on to do whatever they went on to do in Mexico and United States specifically. So, you know, if you could find that stuff, it used to be like crown jewels. If you had the J cup on tape or DVD or something like that, but now I'm sure you could just get them online. Super cool. Yeah. I remember having those DVD collections of all these guys, Misawa, Muda, Ultimo Dragon, Grace Sasuke, which we didn't talk about really either, you know, like all those dudes, you know, it's worth checking out if you could find it. Yeah. For sure. And yeah, man, just watch uh, all just watch Monday Nitro. And yeah, there's a watch fucking Nitro. banger every week. Yeah, and it's different than I'm sorry, but it's different than like some of the stuff we do see in WWE or AEW. Like I I said it at the top, like I, I do think some of it's too rehearsed today. Duke, you were talking about it. You you put it pretty, you know, perfectly. These guys, when you watch these cruiserweight matches, like there was intent to win. There was intent. To, to kill sometimes like they were going for it watch that malenko jericho slambery 88 match like those guys they're laying it in that's a good one 98 or yeah 98 what did i say 88 Stop. forever in the 80s bro right here so jericho that would have been like us. 12 he was yeah <laughs> so uh that's gonna do it for us we've been talking about cruiserweights i had kid romeo here lending his information i had you know, skipper two guys we I didn't really get we didn't give you guys too much play i know you guys are former cruiserweight tag team champions by the way first champions and then 
second champions, Billy Kidman, Kidman and Rey Mysterio, and they were the final champions. That yep. was it. That was it. Done. They started it in March, and One WWF done. bought the company like two weeks later. So that that's what happens when the company folds. <laughs> yeah, but we're gonna fold. This has been no sold. For my guys here, we'll see you next time. And uh, do your homework, guys. Watch some of these matches we talked about. Leave some comments. Like this video. Subscribe. All that stuff. We appreciate you in Belgium and Singapore, specifically. What's the thank you again? The don't. <laughs> there, there it is. All right. We'll if see you not, next time. thank you. Yeah, if not, thank you. <laughs>